So if you enjoyed the courgette and chocolate muffin recipe with Louise from Baby Bites, then you are definitely going to love this one. The thing that I particularly like about this recipe, uh, it's beetroot, feta and pumpkin seeds. And Louise is pretty much making up it as she went along. Not a complete improvisation, obviously. She has the science and understanding of what might have happened in the oven, and like if I'd have been improvising. Uh, so she had a fair good idea of what it might taste like. But it was a bit of a let's see how it all turns out. And I can promise you it was amazing. And the thing I love about Louise is that while she's, you know, chatting away in the kitchen, merrily whizzing up a treat, I'm firing away a gazillion questions and she's just answering them. We even talked about uh, would Kate Middleton start breastfeeding? Have a listen to how it was that uh, Louise got started and what inspired her to set up Baby Bites. I'd worked as a chef for about 10 years. I've been working for, as a personal chef for the last couple of years. Um, and then when I had my first son, I wanted to do something that still involved cooking, but that was more flexible um, and that I could do around my children. Um, so that I could be a, a mum and a chef. Um, and I came up with the idea of running cookery classes for parents. And um, yeah, it's kind of gone from strength to strength. And you know everything there is when it comes to weaning. Do you have to keep yourself gemmed up on all the different guidelines? Yeah, I do. And I tend to... Um, I'm a breastfeeding peer supporter. Um, and with that, you get given a lot of information about the weaning guidelines and when things change. Um, so I get up, keep up to date that way. I have copies of the um, maternal um, nutritional guidelines at home. And just try and keep up to date with new books and studies and information. Just try and kind of stay plugged into what's happening. There's some beetroot just soaking in your sink as well. It looks lovely. Clearly just picked from the garden. Yeah, not my garden, but um, from the local veg shop down on Gloucester Road. So So we're not going to cook the beetroot or anything. I'm going to peel it. I'm going to chop the tops of the leaves off. Can you eat beetroot leaves? Do you know, you can, um, especially when they're smaller. Um, they're very good in salads. So, The colour is amazing, isn't it? I can never yeah. get over it. It's such an impressive colour. Yeah, so these muffins, they're a bit more of an experiment. Um, but, yeah, I'm hoping what we're going to end up with is lovely purple muffins. And you're just peeling that with, like, a regular potato peeler? Yeah. Now I'm going to grate this and grate some apple. We've got some pumpkin seeds to go in these muffins. It sounds amazing. Yeah, it should be really tasty. And you can smell that. It's a real um, earthy smell that the beetroot gives off, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's very delicious. A lot of people don't realise that you can eat beetroot raw as well, you know, just grated into salads. It's really delicious. A lot of people think, think of beetroot as being um, slightly slimy, vinegary, stuff that's been sat around in a cupboard for... Years. Um, right, so. so if you've got a food processor with a grating setting on it, grating attachment, that'd be a really fast way to circumnavigate this stage. If you hate grating things, I don't mind too much. Or if you're in a hurry, you, know, you could just stick carrot, courgette, um, beetroot, apples, things like that into the food processor and it's quite a good way of using things up when you've got you know, it's great if you've got lots of lovely fresh veg sitting around but if you've also got some things that just are starting to look a bit tired in the bottom of the fridge and you're thinking what am I going to do with one beetroot 
um, or a couple of carrots. Sticking them in muffins is quite a good way of getting I, rid of them. I love those moments where you think, my life actually feels like an episode of Ready, Steady, Cook. What am I, <laughs> yes. I going to do? I've got six random ingredients and I have to cook tonight's tea. Yeah, in half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be judged. <laughs> Very fierce critics. Yes. Who will spit it out. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's right down to the last little stub. You can do the whole thing there. I'm going to do as much as I can without actually grating my fingers. I think that's probably our limit. I'm going to wash all that pink juice off my hands. Fantastic dye. Yeah. And actually, when it's fresh as well, it doesn't seem to stain your skin nearly as much as... Because the other thing about beetroot, I mean, I find myself, we've growing it in the garden, boiling it up, and then it's a bit of a faff peeling it. Really yum, but it is that extra bit of preparation yeah. time. Definitely. Whereas this is kind of quite quick and straightforward. But yeah, just fresh beetroot and fresh carrot grated together and some apple in a salad is absolutely delicious. So we're going to do that. I'm going to grab an apple. I'm not going to bother peeling the apple. I'm just going to grate it, skin and all. Are you worried about pips here or not? Um, I am going to try and avoid getting any pips in. It's very rough and ready, isn't it? It is. But all this grated veg gives you a really nice, moist finish. And also, especially for people if they've got children that don't like eating veg very much, grating apples and mashing bananas into cake recipes that then don't have any sugar in is quite a good way of getting some of their five a day into them. And that still counts, even if it's all been cooked up? Yep. Um, yeah, kind of when they say five portions of fruit and veg a day, it's a very wide range of... It's, it's important for some of it to be, in, to be fresh, um, but I kind of think anything is better than nothing. And, you know, so even if you're you know, mashing bananas into pancakes and um, putting veg into things like muffins, and um, that's still good. And, you know, and also dried fruit and beans and things also count as a portion, and fruit juices and things. Um, but, yeah, obviously the more fresh fruit and veg they're eating, the better. This is still quite a good way of getting some extra bits into them right so we've got that and then we're going to do some olive oil again the colours I mean I know I keep going on about the colours but they do just look lovely don't they there's a they sort of do. pink that's coming yeah. off as they lead into each other yeah oh and um, I'm going to do a little bit of lemon zest as well I've got a very handy gadget at home that's one of those tiny little lemon zest graters that catches it. Yeah, but I'm yeah. very good at every time forgetting to then put it in. To oh the no! Mix. <laughs> you find your perfectly zested yeah. lemon yeah. still sitting yeah. on the side at the end. When I go to do the washing up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I find lemon is a great flavour enhancer. So especially when cooking for children, when you're trying to avoid the usual roots of just adding salt and sugar, mm. putting a bit of lemon in things really helps bring the flavour out um, without necessarily making it taste really lemony, depending on the amount that you use. So the lemon will actually bring out a flavour of the, the ingredients already that are yeah, in the mix? it just kind of complements the flavours nicely. Um, I really like lemon. So in a lot of things, I want to taste the lemon, so I'll put an extra lemon. But for people that don't, don't like lemon so much, actually still putting a bit of lemon in things can just help bring the other flavours out. Right, so we'll put the oil in. 
And then we're also going to use some yogurt in this one and some eggs. So a very moist recipe. Yeah, very moist. So as I said, this one's a slight. This is a bit of an experiment. This one, I haven't made this recipe before. I've kind of combined a couple of recipes that I know do work um, to make something that I thought would be nice to do today with beetroot and apple and things. So we'll see what happens. But it should be fine. I'm relatively confident that there will not be a complete disaster. It's almost looking coleslaw-like now, isn't it? It is, isn't it? And it's got a beautiful kind of bright pink, hot pink, whereas before it was kind of very deep. Um, right, so we've got the yoghurt in. Um, we're going to put in a couple of eggs. That in. That's a lovely sound. It is, isn't it? <laughs> Okay, and then we're going to do our dry ingredients, which is going to be, I'm going to use wholemeal flour in this, um, and baking powder. Um, we'll use half and half with the ground almonds again, and I'm going to put some pumpkin seeds as well for extra kind of crunch and texture and flavour. Um, right, so... You're mixing the ground almonds in now, aren't you? Just yeah, sort of so lightly. I've done half and half, ground almonds and wholemeal flour, um, some baking powder... And I'm going to put some of the feta in the mix, crumble some of it into the mix, and then I'm going to save some to crumble onto the top. Not like me in the lemon zest. You did at least remember it <laughs> before yeah, it made it to the it, oven. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll sprinkle some pumpkin seeds on the top as well so they go nice and crispy. And a couple of handfuls of those. I'm breaking up the cheese a little bit more. Okay, but it's a great big sort of sandy mound on top of all that lovely beetrooty gloop. Yeah. <laughs> all getting stirred in there. Yeah, stir all of that up. And again, it just needs to be roughly combined. But the beauty of muffins is that once you've got one reliable recipe, um, you can kind of pick and choose what you put into it, depending on what's around, what you put on your fridge, what you feel like. So if you're, feeling, like. if you're feeling brave or even if you're just thinking, hang on, I haven't got this, you, it's quite easy to interchange and swap in and out stuff. Yes. As long as you've got some eggs in there to stick it all together... Um, I always tend to do some grated veg or mashed banana or something just to help glue it together a bit and also to, you know, for the nutrients um, and the moistness and some dry ingredients. Um, other than that, you kind of play around. Raising agents as well, obviously, quite important. You can hear your youngest just playing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what do we think? We, we were chatting just now about Kate. Mm-hmm. Um and she's obviously given birth to her boy. Uh, mm-hmm. Yesterday it was announced. We think she might be she might breastfeed. What's your thoughts on that? Hoping so. Hoping so and hoping that um, it's something that she does promote and talk about uh, because there's a lot of celebrities and famous people who do have nannies and just go straight on to bottle feeding and it'd be really nice to have a positive role model who was breastfeeding and talking about it. You know, just setting a good example because um, I think a lot of people... Don't uh, are not around babies until they have their own, and they don't necessarily have um, much in the way of influence other than celebrity culture and the media, and it all it's always portraying babies drinking milk from milk bottles, and you know a lot of um, a lot of the soaps that are on have babies that are bottle fed on them. It's very rare that women are portrayed in the media breastfeeding, which is a shame, really. Because and the Queen breastfed her children. Apparently, she did, and apparently she had home births as well. So. 
hopefully, you know, Kate's going to get some good influence from that corner. Her mother-in-law. Her mother-in-law, yeah. Her mother-in-law in Buckingham Palace. (laughs) So the rest of the little uh, muffin cases are going into the tin now. We've got a gorgeous beetrooty mix that's waiting to go in. You can see the pumpkin seeds just poking out the top, can't you? Yeah. And they're lovely sort of dark green. So this is an experiment. Do you have high hopes? What do you think so far? <laughs> I do have high hopes. It's a fantastic colour. Um, and I'm hoping that it's going to come out and taste really good as well. All these beetrooty bits should kind of caramelise a little bit. All the bits that are sticking out of the top. It's nice that you've got the, sort of the understanding of the science of things. It's not just a sort of put it in a, in a hope you know that yeah. you know what it might do when it's I in the I, oven. I think I've done years of that, mm. especially you know before I trained and things, and I'm now getting to the point where there's a good level of understanding, mm. um, and I know how far I can push a recipe mm. um, before it completely collapses or mm. flops or fails. Mm. And and how long do we anticipate these will be in the oven then? I think about the same amount of time. So realistically, this is a. A recipe probably should take about 10 minutes or so to prepare. Yeah. And a similar time in the oven. Yeah. I like um, muffin recipes because you don't have to get too much equipment out. You don't have to get food processors and stick blenders and electric whisks and, um, you know, just a wooden spoon, two bowls. That's kind of it. Chopping board. Something you can do while the baby's napping. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just kind of quite nice and straightforward. And you'd be happy to replace the goat's cheese for another cheese. I'm just thinking the ingredients in my house here. Yeah, yeah, any cheese would do. Go really nicely. If the children are under the age of what one, you have to be a little bit more careful in what kind of cheese you use. Um, you're looking for something that's unpasteurised, sorry, something that's not unpasteurised and it's not too high in salt. So for very young children, I wouldn't give them... Um, I would check that the feta is pasteurised and I would also check that... Um, or I, I might change it for something that was less high in salt, like, you know, just doing mild cheddar or something. But again, we've only used a little bit of feta in quite a lot of muffins. So if that's what you're making, um, I think it's better that the baby chomps, you know, digs in and enjoys what everyone else is enjoying rather than feeling like you've got to cook something completely separate for the baby all the time. I would imagine the colour would be really enticing for a child as well because it's yeah, just it's so fab. Isn't it? Yeah. Just scraping the last bits out. And we've made, what's that, nine? Nine big ones mm. and uh, 12 little ones. And you're filling them right up to the top, aren't you? Yeah, filling them right up to the top. And then I'm going to sprinkle the tops with a little bit more feta and some pumpkin seeds. And your eldest, is he now at an age where he likes to join in in the kitchen? Yeah, very much so. And he's got really quite good at cooking as well now. Mm. He can kind of parrot recipes at me. Um, and he's got... What, um, one of the things that's worked really well with him is we've actually given him some cookbooks. Um, and he really likes flicking through them and saying, I want to cook this. And, and it gives them an idea of what, when they are cooking, they're not just taking instructions from you with not... Uh, not necessarily knowing where they're headed, they already know what they're aiming for, which makes it much easier for them. 
They look ever so pretty. I mean, it's hard to believe that it's a savoury food. It looks like it could be, you know, something that come out of a tea party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't look out of place at a proper English afternoon tea, mm. would it? And there we have, in no time at all, we've got, we must have about 50-odd muffins of various shapes and sizes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready to take some home? Oh, right? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> and they were amazing. In fact... I actually think I preferred those over the courgette and chocolate muffins. A real winner. And of course, the colour is just so enticing as well. So do just try them out if you get to a few minutes or so. And check out our website. It's babybites.co.uk. More coming up again soon with freelance Bristol Mum. And don't forget to get in contact with me if there's something you think you'd like to feature on the website. It's hello at freelancebristolmum.co.uk. Thanks for listening.